So before class, someone asked me if I would permit them to go to the Amazon to do some ayahuasca shamanic journeys. Assuming I would say, no, of course not, you idiot. But no, I said, yes, of course you can go. Anyone can do whatever they want here because you're all adults. It wouldn't be with my recommendation. It would be against my recommendation, but I would not stop anyone from doing it. The Sangha is not here to take away your freedom, it's to help you reach total freedom. And if you want to go via some very dangerous karmic path, so be it. (laughs) I saw a video recently of Graham Hancock who said in his ayahuasca trip, Mother Ayahuasca, as he called her, slapped him around and said, you better stop smoking pot every day like you've been doing for 30 years. He said, whoa, okay. Good. He could have come here. I would have told him the same thing. Now the problem is, what drug is he going to take to get off the ayahuasca? We'll say, don't use that anymore. Well, we don't know. But was it really Mother Ayahuasca who spoke to him? Or was it that the ayahuasca removed the censor momentarily so that a message from the Atman could get through, which he was blocking with the pot and with other things, with the chatter of the ego mind? And the problem is once you give credit to the ayahuasca for it, then you've created a karmic enmeshment and, and another dependency and an addiction, let alone the fact that it's not always the Atman who speaks to you when the sensor is removed. Very often, it's a nice little fantasy from the unconscious that tells you you should do something very stupid or even gives you some unbearable knowledge you can't cope with and it causes a nice little psychotic meltdown. But okay, so be it. Everyone's free to choose their own path. It reminds me of a story, I I think I told it here before, uh, that the Hasidic Jews used to tell. This uh, little Polish guy named Yekel, I think, who is very poor and he prays to God and he gets this dream that there's a treasure waiting for him under a bridge in St. Petersburg, let's say, in Russia. And, uh, And all he has to do is go dig under that bridge and he'll be wealthy and he'll solve all his problems. So he takes that dream and goes off to St. Petersburg and, but the t- problem is the bridge is guarded by the czar's soldiers so he skulks around for a while kind of checking it out hoping that they'll go off duty and he can run down there with a shovel and dig up the treasure but he goes day after day night after night and the guards are always there finally the guards sort of get to know him you know they, they realize this guy is hanging out on the bridge and uh one of the guards said, what are you doing here? And he said, well, I don't know, a dream brought me here, you know. And uh, it said I'd find some treasure in St. Petersburg. And the guard laughed at him and said, ah, you Jews, you idiots, you listen to your dreams. We in Russia are smarter than that. I'll tell you the truth, I had a dream once, and the dream said I'd meet some guy named Yekel, some Polish Jew, who had a treasure buried under his own kitchen and didn't know it, and that I could get there and I would become rich. But fortunately, I didn't listen to that dream. Hey, by the way, what's your name? And <laughs> I got to go now. So Yuckel runs back full speed 
to his little town in Poland, goes into his kitchen and digs up under the floor, and voila, there's a huge treasure there. Problem solved. So this is the problem in most people's lives. If he'd gotten the dream saying, just dig under your own kitchen, he probably wouldn't have listened to it. But it told him to go to Russia. Okay, it's enough of an ordeal. Maybe there's truth to it. It, It's the need to do something exotic. The need to do something outlandish and to pass through some ordeal that gives something credibility. This path is just too easy. Because you don't have to do anything on this path. Just be yourself. It could be easier than that. There's no method. There's no system. There's no approach. There's no drug you have to take. There's no danger. There's no side effects. It's boring, isn't it? (laughs) Just be yourself. But nobody wants to be themselves. They want to be someone else. They want to go on some long exotic journey somewhere. Only always to discover that what you were looking for was back home, was yourself. You are the Atman. You don't have to wait for some message to come in an altered state of consciousness. You have altered your own state of consciousness by creating the ego. The ego is an altered state. It's a state in which you've lost touch with your real consciousness. It's not a higher altered state, but a lower one that you chose to identify with. But all you have to recognize is that who you really are in your very natural state, if you're not too manic depressive, is quiet presence that has nothing to do with the body, with the world that you perceive through the body, or with the mind that gives you the illusion that you are someone in a body or worse that you are a body. All you have to do is let go of those illusions by silencing the mind because when the mind isn't thinking producing this illusion it dissipates. You don't have to do anything to it. You don't have to knock it out with some drug. You don't have to do some magic mantras. You don't have to do ascetic ordeals. Just be. That's all it takes. Just be. But be in that state where you are not addicted to thoughts. And to the thoughts telling you, you've got to go to some Russian bridge to dig up your fortune. Or to some place in the Amazon to find enlightenment. Or something else that takes you away from here and now. But all the ego wants to do is get away from here and now as fast as it can. It hates here and now. Why does it hate here and now? Because it feels inadequate, feels lacking, feels envious. It hates the people around it. It projects negativity on everyone, including itself. It's not at peace. But do you really think running away from here will solve that problem? You just create another here that you have to run away from wherever you go. Everyone knows that. What you have to run away from is the urge to run away. What you have to do is come into stillness. 
and face these demonic thoughts without believing them, without falling into the trap of thinking that what you think is your own mind is telling you the truth. A, it's not your own mind. It was implanted thoughts all through childhood from other people that you recorded and now you tell yourself as if they were your own thoughts. And they're not true. They're based on originally the projections of your parents, school teachers, other school children, people making fun of you, bullying you, all these kinds of things that you bought into and now you're haunted by memory traces of negative words and negative thoughts and negative beliefs about yourself based on a a wrong understanding of the nature of the reality that you live through. And so all we have to do is peel away the false assumptions you have about yourself and about reality and come back to ground zero and be a zero, not try to be a big one that other people will look to, but just be. And all of those traumas will fall away by themselves. If you stop believing in them, they have nothing to hold on to. They fall, and then peace emerges as your true nature. And if you abide in that peace, it becomes a really good altered state of consciousness, a blissful state that won't leave you when some drug wears off. It has no dangerous side effects. And will be a gift to everyone in your life. Because you can share this. And it's not even illegal. (laughs) I know that's a drag for some people. (laughs) And you can do it any time, any place. So... I know in, in this school we have this, uh, this stool with three legs in the trivium. You know, we have the translation, which is a whole different paradigm. And in our classes you can study it uh, until your head aches very badly. Quantum physics and Darwinian evolution and psychoanalysis to learn that those are all false. And then finally uh, be able to integrate the advanced scientific information with the advanced spiritual information. But frankly, you don't need to do that. You know, Jesus didn't know any quantum physics. Buddha didn't study Darwinian biology. I don't even think Rama knew any psychoanalysis. But they achieved liberation very easily and quickly by transcending the ego. You don't even have to do sessions. You don't even need to go to study group, God forbid. (laughs) You don't even need to come here. Just be. Wherever you are, just be. And you'll discover that you are nowhere and everywhere, no matter where your body happens to be located. Because location and space is an illusion. Space and time are both illusions. Only maintained by the belief in your mind that there's something external to you and that it's real. Who told you that? Don't believe them. They didn't know. Find out for yourself. And then you'll discover that this is all just consciousness. Consciousness creates a dream of the universe 
and you're in that dream. Be lucid in the dream, be awakened in the dream, and you'll find that you're beyond the dream. And then miracles can happen in the dream when you know that you're the dreamer. And you are that now. It's simply a matter of remembering and letting all of the fears and all of the desires and all the pathologies of the ego fall away for long enough for the curtain to open for you to discover who you really are. So, there's nothing easier than this and it's nothing new. This has been the path for thousands of years in every culture. And we don't even charge you anything for this. You know, if we charged you a thousand dollars for a mantra, you'd be enlightened already because, oh, it must be good, it's a thousand dollars. But hey, it's free, nah, it can't be worth anything. So the, it's these presuppositions and the fear of discovering who you are because it is unknown to your ego self. And it means letting go of the comfort of your misery to be in a bliss that you have never known in this life yet, but is your eternal state. Are you willing to take the risk of discovering bliss? If so, very simple, be silent, be the witness, don't identify with the mind, don't identify with the body and the senses and the information you get from the senses, be nothing, be pure presence. And then something will happen and you'll realize that presence contains and is all that the body senses, all that the universe is. And you are both nothing and everything simultaneously. And what that nothing and everything is made of is energy, light, bliss, and infinite intelligence. It's not a bad deal for a little free thing you can do on Thursday night. Let's be blissful. <laughs>